Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, global health systems have been challenged like never before. As time and resources were directed towards responding to the virus, it was the dedication of healthcare workers that kept services running. Amongst the uncertainty, our hardworking Queensland clinicians have continued their pursuit of excellence, innovating and adapting the way they work to ensure consumers always receive the best care possible. To them, the pandemic was an opportunity to learn and grow and to ensure healthcare delivery continues to evolve to the ever-changing landscape. Because if we've learned anything from the last two years, it is that things will always change and our clinicians will always rise to the occasion. While alternative models of care aren't specific to the pandemic, it was a jumping off point for new ways of doing things. An unofficial mantra of clinical innovation is providing the right care from the right person at the right place and time. And these pioneering projects are leading the way in developing services with this in mind. Thank you and good afternoon. Can I just say what a pleasure it is and how humble I am to be in the presence of some learned colleagues here. I think the future of Queensland Health with you all here striving for something better for our consumers, our patients, our friends and family, it makes me feel why I got into healthcare in, in the first place with Queensland Government, so thank you. So I'll quickly talk about dental hygiene, residential aged care facilities. So I'm gonna show you some real life stuff. My journey took me up to central Queensland where I was able, with the help of my line manager, Belinda Tedbury, to go out to the nursing homes and see our real patients our real residents, and what I found was, although the help that they could get with their carers, their partners, the nurses, nothing was really quite working, and we weren't being able to get to these vulnerable members of our society. Now, we all might have a Grandma Mick or a Nani Janice out there, you know, that we go and visit, but some of us don't. Some of us have those residents or our patients, that, uh, sorry, our elderly people in there that don't get looked after the way that we would like to. So I'm going to show you some pictures. So I'm sorry if you've had some lunch. <laughs> this is paramount in the overall care of our aged care facility. So aspirational pneumonia. So your doctors and nurses will tell you that most of the time you'll have a resident turn up at your emergency department with uh, pneumonia caused by all your, I mean, you guys are the doctors, but you've got your staphylococcus, you've got your streptococcus, you've got your... Candidas, all those pathogens going down into the lungs are not good. So I'm specifically talking about dentures here. There is another can of worms with oral health with people who are dentate, but I'm just going to focus on the dentures today. So this is not enough. That's what we see. That's what we think that we do. So this is someone's denture that we've picked up, and that's just the saliva gland has just put out all this, all the calcium phosphate, which is on that. And we all go to the dentist and we all think, oh, that's great when you get that clean, and, but our residents don't have that facility. They can't get out. They're non-ambulant. They can't get out to have their, their treatments done. So by the use of a specific, a very easy method, we can plant, we can put this in every facility. We've got 16 Queensland Health facilities that we run, and they range from 12 to 80 residents in each of those. If we put something in there that we can clean this off once or twice a year, we are going to solve a lot of problems. Now, if I only solve one 
patient not having to go to the ED that year. That's one more person that we can get in and under the COVID uh, issues we have got at the moment, the less beds we fill at the ED department, the less hospitalisations we have, the more room we're going to have. So this is a small step that we can do. 16 Queensland-run government nursing homes, 483 privately funded. So there's a big scope there. What I'd like to do is create a model where people follow us. Queensland Health is the leaders in oral health care. So I can get it like that in about 20 minutes, but it's not me. It's the ultrasonic machine, it's a, just a solution, and a RN, a EN, a carer, anyone can do it. So this is how simple it is. I know Dr Balaji was talking about his, all his stats and stuff. This is about as simple as we get. And I just, I really plead that we can start moving forward. There's another one. I wouldn't like putting that in my mouth. And I've got patients who are 95 years old and they still feel like they're the 19-year-old girl. The moment you put a mirror in front of their face, they do their hair, they feel it. And if I can put something like that, turn it into that, into their mouth, they feel a lot better. Now it's quality of life and that's what we're about. So that's all it is. It's not sonic cleaner. It's a stain remover. It's basically, realistically, grout remover. It's just a chemical reaction. That's how simple it is. This is what we can do next. I want the residential aged care facilities to take responsibility. It's not up to each oral health care position to, to do it. It is up to the residential aged care facilities to make the responsibility. The ultrasonic cleaners go at the end of each wing. A patient only, sorry, a resident only has to have it done once or twice a year, and then we can just do normal cleaning with soap and water, that's all you need. Minimal training, and obviously I don't want to burden the healthcare workers with more work, and this is gonna make it better. So, don't need to clean two or three, four times a year. An ultrasonic is that much, it's not much, considering what we're gonna get out, considering what it costs to put someone into the ED department. Increased compliance, so if I've got an, an EN or a carer or a, a wife or a husband who can pick up a clean denture and keep it clean, we're gonna solve the problem, but they can't get those nasty ones out. That terrible one that you saw at the start, they can't get that out, so if we can give them a start, we're gonna get better compliance. And then, then, as I said, they can just be left clean with soap and water, as I suggest. So the expected outcomes, better chance of compliance, Resident self-esteem. Now, this is evidence-based, by the way. There has been a lot of research in Japan, but we can actually reduce the amount of aspiration pneumonia in our residents. Less ambulance, less emergency departments, and less hospitalizations. There's all the research. It's there, it's plain and simple, and that's the end of my talk. I just want you to go home and think about it, perhaps, on how we can move forward. I really appreciate your time today for allowing me to run with a bit of a passion of mine. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.